recorded live. Hello, everyone. Hassan here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Today is January 13th, 2017, and we are here to discuss Nintendo Switch. I wish I had the cool clicking sound effect, but unfortunately, I don't. Um, Work on that. To discuss it here. Yeah. <laughs> to discuss it here with me, we have Steve. Hey, everyone. How's it going? We have Greg. Hey, everyone. And Barry. How's it going, everyone? So, for those that are not familiar, the Nintendo Fuse podcast, what's really cool about it is we like to make this interactive. We want to know what you have to say. So, you can actually call into the podcast via TalkShoe, or we are streaming live um, via Google Hangouts on YouTube, and you can post in the chat room there, and we will read your comments as well. So full details on that are on nintendofuse.com right now. You can go click on the post, and it'll tell you how to call in or where the chat is, all that fun stuff. So definitely come join, because especially for tonight, we're talking about the Nintendo Switch. There's a lot to talk about, and we want to know what you guys think as well. We, we'd love to hear your, your thoughts as well. So uh, we do have a lot to discuss, and I'm eager to get started. So let's just kind of jump right in. We shall switch over to the Switch news. <laughs> All right, enough switch puns. They they did plenty during the during the event. So um, let's just jump right into how they kick things off. Nintendo Switch is coming March third, two thousand seventeen, and it is launching at two ninety nine ninety nine. Uh, that is the release date and price. So thoughts on that announcement. Uh, that is a lot sooner than I thought. And I think a lot of people thought everybody was like, it's going to be at the end of March. Like every company says, you know, um, it'd be here in March and they're like the last day of March is what we're expecting, I think, or at least the last Sunday of March or something like that. Um, but yeah, I did not expect it to be, um, March 3rd at all. So that was, that was really shocking. Um, it was cool to know that right off the bat. Um, they didn't really mess around and just told us that, uh, 299 is, is probably what I was expecting. Um, I had guessed that maybe it might be 249, um, but that was an aggressive, uh, guess. Um, I figured it would probably be somewhere between 250 and, and 300, um, and, and it did. Um, so that makes sense. I'm glad they didn't go higher than that. And, uh, overall, yeah, price and date, I'm pleased with what I heard. I think, we all heard, I think we all heard the same thing. <laughs> but, yeah, <clears throat> I if you read the prediction post, I had said it was going to be 300, hit it right on the money. So wasn't honestly <clears throat> too surprised about that or surprised that I got it right. March 3rd, obviously, was earlier than I was expecting, but, I mean, really given it still, was still wasn't too far off, but it's two weeks earlier. So glad we take that. Um very exciting to see that they are dropping the region locking and but I was kind of impartial right now to the announcement about the paid online service I still need to find out more information how that's going to work but that was an initial take on the first uh, announcement how about you Barry uh yeah I mean the the March 3rd really took me by surprise in a good way that was not what I was expecting uh you know, I, I was expecting March 31st. Like like Steve said, usually they do it right before 
something. Like if somebody says, oh, it's going to be, you know, in spring, it comes out June 20th, like the last possible day in spring. So 3-3, I'm cool with it. Uh, the price, I expected 249 to 299 I wanted two bundles in the sense of, you know, like a weaker one and a deluxe. Um, so I would have gotten the 299 one anyway, but it is what it is. I think as a Nintendo fan, 299 is fine. As a consumer that is debating which of the systems they want and they don't have any of them, it's a harder sell because you can get a PS4 Slim with a game at 299 and that already has an established library. So if grandma's going to buy something for little Jimmy and she's looking and she sees the price is the same, she's not going to know even what library. She might look in the wall and see a big PS4 section and a tiny little Switch section because at launch it's going to be tiny um, and say, oh, well, this one's a bigger library. Or just the fact that the PS4 comes with a game and the other one doesn't uh, might be a selling point. So it's weird that they didn't pack in one, two Switch, but... Reggie thinks he'll sell it. It's selling it 50 bucks. But overall, yeah. I'm, I'm happy, mm-hmm. you know. But I do think they could have been a little more aggressive to compete. But they don't compete. They're doing their own thing. I mean, I would, I would think comparing it to the Wii U, that they didn't really sell probably too much of the white one anyways. I think basically everyone I talked to was like, oh, get the black one, get the black one. It's much better. So I don't really know how much they actually really sold of that lower bundle of the Wii U. So... I don't know. But at least it would have been more aggressive price at 249 Yeah. I wonder yeah. over time if we'll see how much it will it does actually cost them to make the system. Because um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's hard to tell because I know, like, there's not been too many systems like this, you know, really out. I mean, all we really have to base it on are what, like, tablets that are existing. And they make those in such a, a mass market, like iPads, for instance, there's so many of them made that they could drop the price, price a little bit. I wonder if they, they felt like Nintendo is still the type of the, the company that would say, we still want to make money on our hardware um, and not take it at a loss. And so that's probably why they felt more comfortable hiking the price up a little bit because you are getting, essentially it's a tablet um, with gaming functionality attached to it and all these modular pieces. So, you know, I, I agree with you, Barry, like across the board, like it, to, to, to us, we understand that. We understand this isn't just a, a typical console that you hook up to your TV and play game on. If that was the case, they probably could have sold this thing for, a, for $199. But because it's got the screen attached to it, because it's a capacitive touch and it's got all these different technologies built into it and everything that does drive the price of production up. And so, therefore, you got to charge somewhere between two hundred and fifty and three hundred dollars to make a profit on it. But will the average consumer that's not really plugged in all that stuff understand it, or will they just see, oh, Xbox or PS4 for this, and you get all this, Nintendo Switch, you just get the system. Well, they right. said Reggie, Reggie was interviewed, and they, he said they they set a price point in line first at two ninety nine. And they strove to meet that price point, which is another reason they didn't put the game in there because they do want to sell at a profit. And they are selling at a profit because Nintendo doesn't sell at a loss. So they factored everything in, and they pretty much made it seem like if they sold at 249 they would sell at a loss. 
but by selling at $299, they're actually selling at a profit. So I'm guessing it's somewhere between $250 and $299 is what it's going to cost them at the start. But um, at least that's what he said. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I was going to actually bring that up, but <laughs> like I read the same thing. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, the uh, I can definitely see. You know, obviously Nintendo, they 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 really want to 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 make that profit, and it kind of opens it up later on to just let them throw in a game bundled later and just keep the price as is. You know, that sort of thing down the road. So, um, so without having to drop the price. Um, and then kind of annoy people later on. Oh, I bought it, you know, more expensive. They might kind of throw in a game or certain other little things kind of added in later on um, uh, to kind of help continue driving sales forward. Um, but yeah, for March 3rd, that uh, release date too, I was also surprised. I know there was a rumored March 17th date for Europe. Um, and so March 3rd is even sooner. So I was like, oh, okay, great. That's that's cool with me. Less than two months away, which is which is pretty awesome. Um, Seven weeks. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's the crazy. Math, seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Um, and I feel like there's still so much more to learn about the system as well. Uh, and 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 uh, so I feel like the next seven weeks are going to be packed with information, which is which is exciting too. Um, but I want to also kind of talk a little bit further about what the system comes with, and then some of the other accessories that you can get with it, and talk about those prices as well. So um, the switch itself uh, comes with the the hold on why is my thing not loading um, I have a page loaded up but it's not refreshing so it comes with the system which is basically like the tablet the little screen that you get um, then it also comes with the dock it comes with an HDMI cable an AC adapter, it comes with a left Joy-Con, a right Joy-Con, the Joy-Con grip, the little Joy-Con straps uh, for the, the Joy-Cons as well. And I think that is it, correct? I'm surprised they honestly put an AC adapter. I thought they were going to pull a new Nintendo Switch <laughs> and buy that separately. <laughs> if you read yeah, my no, bingo card, I was waiting for them to not have the HDMI cable. <laughs> like... Oh, everyone has enough of those. We don't need to include one. <laughs> well, I agree with anyone with the uh, NES classics. So you can just choose that one. Of course. <laughs> yeah, the NES one. classic that nobody can seem to buy, right? <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't mean to rub it in that I got one. <laughs> uh, but uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of what comes built into the system. And there are two different configurations. One that it has two gray Joy-Cons one that has a left Joy-Con that is blue, neon blue, and a right Joy-Con that is neon red. Uh, but you can buy some stuff separately. So the Switch Pro Controller can be bought separately for $69.99. The Joy-Cons can be bought separately by themselves, the left or right Joy-Con, for $49.99 each, or a set of two for $79.99. And the sets of two, you can buy it with two gray, two red, two blue, or one red, one blue, um, which the red and one red, one blue is the opposite of the the red and blue colors that you get for if you got it uh, in the set with the switch. So you can kind of get the, the complement of that if you so choose. Um, and then let's see what else we got. Then we have the switch dock set, which is $89.99. It comes with a dock, HDMI cable, and AC adapter if you wanted an extra dock for another TV. 
There's a Joy-Con wheel, a set of two wheels for each uh, individual Joy-Con for $14.99. And there's a Joy-Con charging grip for $29.99. And I want to specifically talk about this. I was just talking about this right before we started the podcast as well. Uh, very kind of misleading. So the charging grip does not actually charge the Joy-Cons. There's no battery in it. It's the exact same Joy-Con grip that you get with the system. However, the charging grip, quote, you know, add air quotes there, has a, uh, a USB-C like plug. So you can plug in a cable to charge it. That is the only difference. $30 to buy that separate. I don't know why they didn't include a model that has a USB-C plug in the system itself. Makes no sense, but that's what it is. It does not have a battery pack. Um, so it allows you, because without this set, you can't charge your Joy-Cons when it's in the grip. You can only, like, you, you know, attach it to the system and it's charging or whatever, but when it's in the grip, you can't charge it. So this charging grip lets you plug in a USB-C cable so that you can charge the Joy-Cons while you're playing. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like some of these accessories are a little overpriced. Uh, this dock set for $90 charging grip for $30. The Joy-Con set is also actually kind of pricey at $70 because if you count that as really a full, you know, full controller, that's $70. Granted, it's packed with all this technology, um, but I guess that also puts into perspective, you know, why they went for the 300 price point versus 250 because it seems like all these little additions really kind of help drive up the price as well. What do you guys think of those prices? Yeah, they're expensive. Um, I was just, I was, I had to pull up the whole like charging grip thing because I was like, what is he talking about? And then I did, I read it and I was still going, what is he talking about? <laughs> what are they talking about? That is so confusing. Um, yeah, they, that's, that's weird. Um, I, I think, what is it? Like the cheapest thing is a con, like a, one Joy-Con or no, sorry, the wheel, the set of two wheels. You can get for fourteen ninety nine, which that, that's cheaper, I think, than the ninety ninety nine wheel for the Wii. Um, that's it's weird um, to have that that high of of prices. Um, I guess they're just trying to turn a profit. But um, man, because I, I know from the very beginning, I was thinking I want to at least get a second dock so I can put it like in my bedroom, so I can just like transfer it back and forth and be really nice um, to just do that. Uh, or you know have one if I if I do tra end up traveling a lot with it I could just have one then grab and go instead of always having to get inside the TV and unplug and everything and, and take it with me or whatever um, I don't know um, it would be really nice I think I, it's it's different I understand that the Joy Cons are are different than a Wii remote um, but it would have been really nice if the Wii remotes would have worked with it um, especially given some of the games and I know that the Joy-Cons like they work differently they they have different buttons they the they're better technology and all that sort of thing so I understand why they didn't do that um, but it would have been really nice if if we could have just you know played like arms for instance with you know we remotes that we already have um, instead of having to buy a set of, of two more controllers for this other person that we're gonna play with for 80 bucks um, that's that's a lot it's a big investment um, past the two ninety nine, um, I think that's that's the biggest thing I wanted to try to get across. I guess um, seventy dollars for the pro controller kind of makes sense, especially since it's got the the other stuff in there. I know how much 
a really nice, you know, um, Xbox controller or PS4 controller cost that has all the stuff in there. I would have preferred 60 instead of 70. Um, but the rest of the stuff, that, that's going to start adding up the price really fast. Yeah, when I first saw those prices, I was like, holy cow. I mean, like, this is coming from something that wanted to have, like, four Wii remotes, like, right when the thing launched. And, like, I had trouble even getting those because those were, like, $40 a pop. But just, wow, just the Pro Controller, $70? I think I'm probably going to be waiting a while for that. Um, I'd love a second set of the Joy-Cons, but I don't think, I don't know if that's worth $80 either. So um, I'd rather pick up a game for that price than get a few extra controllers that are likely just going to be not used very frequently. That's kind of a shame. It's more of like a turnoff from wanting to get more controllers. Yeah, I mean, I understand selling things at a profit. I understand them selling the systems at a profit. What I think they should have done, especially with these prices, is at least give a grace period. Give like, for the first three months, lower the price on all this stuff, 30 40% to encourage people to buy the system at launch and grab accessories, it's add-ons. Um, it's just like anything else. Like if you buy a cell phone right now, you know, they'll be like, oh, if you buy the cell phone, well, you get the, the case and you get the car charger and you get a headset, and we're going to give that all to you with a bundled discount, and you're going you're gonna to save money. And the reason for that is because it's just add-ons. You know, if you don't have a cell phone, you're not going to be buying those things. If you don't have a Nintendo Switch, you're not going to be buying these things. So the only market for these accessories are people who own the Switch. As of now, that's nobody because it's not out. So you're going to want the people who get it. Hey, let's, let's show up 1-2 Switch. It's a party game. That party game has a huge investment. You're talking $300 for the system. You're talking $60 for the game or $50 for the game. And then you're talking you need extra controllers. So you have to get extra controllers if you want to play more than two people. And, and that's not even counting tax. So they needed to lower these prices, at least at the initial. You know, I'm stuck. I have to get a pro controller because I plan on playing Zelda, and I can already feel like my hands will get cramped using the Joy-Cons and the grip, or the battery will die on me, and I'll be screwed because I won't have the USB version to plug in the bottom. Um, so I'll have no choice. I have to get that pro controller. But, like, when ARMS comes out, I'm going to want to play that with my wife. I want to play that with my friends. I had to buy the game for $60, and then I had to buy $80 more just to have a friend with me. That's, that's asinine. That is an asinine added value price. They need to discount that. They need to do something uh, because that's just going to turn people off. And the whole point is to get other people to play. You'll understand, they say, when you pick up and play these games. You'll understand when you get these Joy-Cons in your hands. If we can't afford the Joy-Cons, nobody's getting them in their hands. Yeah. I mean, right now, though, I guess there are, like, you think of, like, one, two, switch, really, you just need the Joy-Cons that it comes with. ARMS, you do need a second set of Joy-Cons. You know, like, some game, I guess there's not, well, there aren't too many games coming out at launch anyways, which we'll talk about, but there's not too many games out there that are fully using the second set of controllers yet. Um, and the Joy-Cons do, by the way, so they have 20 hours of, of battery life, supposedly, um, so, you know, as long as you're not doing a 20 hour session, when you plug it back into the system, while the system's in the dock, it charges the Joy-Cons. So hopefully that 
charging grip, and I'm going to keep using quotes every time I say it, uh, is not something that most people need to, to purchase. But, uh, um, but if you did want an extra grip, I mean, you know, if you do buy extra Joy-Cons and you want a grip for it, well, then, I mean, that is really the only grip available, uh, which is kind of like, that. you know, when you think about the prices, because, you know, I was thinking to buy a second set of Joy-Cons. I was thinking to buy another dock for, uh, for one of the other TVs in the house and then another grip for the Joy-Cons. That's a total of $200. The Switch is $300. So in my mind, I said, you know what? I'll just get a second Switch so that my wife can play, and then we both have our own, and we can, you know, it's, it's much more convenient that way. So, like, that to me just ended up being a better investment, just buy a second system rather than just buy these other accessories, which is kind of uh, an odd situation. <laughs> I wonder if that's really what they hope for everybody to have their own and that these are kind of like, I mean, that seems so weird for them to like do this just to deter people from buying their accessories. But it's almost like they want people to buy, you know, a brand new system instead of, you really don't want these separate Joy-Cons. Just go ahead and buy a whole other system. You'll be all set and be all great. Then you can have their own and, and you can do all that sort of thing. That's, it's weird, but I don't know. And they get the, the people with the, the, like the OCD about having one blue and one red Joy-Con. Oh, well, then you can buy the other blue or the other red one separate. Because that was me. I was like, oh, I love the colors. But no, they're two different colors. No. Like, so now, you know, I'm like, I kind of want a set of blue ones. But, like. Oh, but you, know. you buy two separate ones, then they're the same. You got two red, you know, on the right and two blue on the left. So. <laughs> yeah. Although, can you, you – so you can buy – Am I looking at this correct? So you can buy um, two blue ones or two red ones together? Yes. So you can buy okay. two blue together, two red together, and you can buy a set of a red and blue that's the opposite of the that's red and the blue opposite. that comes with the system. Yeah. Or you can buy them individually as well. You can buy them a whole bunch of different ways, but individually it's you know, much more pricier per Joy-Con. Um, Richard, Richard Romero in the chat says, you can always share the joy. Uh, um, I think I think one of the I don't know this is just silly but um, it's nice that when a system comes out in November that there are holidays coming up soon after that a lot of people can say okay I got this system on my own this this is me before um, like with the Wii and Wii U um, I got my system on my own but okay my parents want to get me a christmas gift or something i say okay um get give me extra controllers for the system that i just bought on my own it's kind of convenient um with it being like christmas is so far away now I'm like huh, i can't wait all the way until december um or my birthday's in december too which is hard so like i can't wait all the way all that so i was by myself i'm hoping it's hard I'm just thinking my birthday in August is going to be like, oh, can I get a sudden extra Joy-Con controller? <laughs> you know, that's the sad thing, though. If you want to get another controller or another set of Joy-Cons, it's going to cost – you could almost buy two brand-new games for the same price. You have to question, how much do you really like your friend to be able to play with you, or would you rather <laughs> two more experiences? Just go force them to buy their own Switch. Like, come on, man. Like <laughs> – <laughs> uh, I want to read some of the comments in the chat. Mike says, I think the prices are fine, but I'm saying this as a Canadian. Um, <laughs> Everything's expensive see. up there. Hey. <laughs> uh, Vania J says, uh, maybe that's their plan. I think she's talking about how we're saying 
buying a whole other system instead of the accessories. Um, the uh, Richard Romero is talking about really wish the launch lineup was a bit stronger, but Zelda is going to be huge, which we'll talk about the launch lineup as well. So uh, definitely, uh, he also says, just don't have friends and you'll be fine. <laughs> um, that's, that's really all it is, like, which is honestly true. Like, I, I, we've talked about this before. I, I, I play with more people online than in person anyhow lately, so it probably won't matter that much to me. Um, but when it comes down to it, you're like that one situation and then you're like, crap, I got to spend 70 plus dollars on this one situation. Cause I have friends come over this one night and I got to spend all this money just so that they can, we can play a game together. Um, that's, a, that's unfortunate. That's, that's why you just plug in the Wii U and plug in all the Wii remote. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I still have plenty of fun games on the Wii U. So. Yeah. Right. Like uh, if, you, if you do that, and even even for a while, you say, "Hey, look, arms is out. Maybe you like this. You get to punch me in the face, and it's not counted as spousal abuse." And they try it, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, this is cool, but I'm kind of bored now." And then it's like, "Well, there goes that eighty dollar investment, you know." <laughs> Make sure everybody's wearing those uh, the Joy-Con straps. Don't want any uh, <laughs> repeats of the Wii Remote situation. Um, hey, at least straps actually make the R and L button bigger make it easier to use which is good yeah and it comes with it this time too the system i was expecting the straps to be something you buy separate the way things are going no. but at least at least you get them no i think you, they learned I from think the you, Wii remote <laughs> yeah you can buy separate ones but you, they also come with them yeah right because you have to color coordinate them with the other right. color joy cons that you have to buy too so of course very true know. yeah i'm sure they'll come with third-party ones that are like all the different colors of the rainbow um, what was I going to say? Oh, I, I just think it's funny too. Cause like we're, we've seen all those issues with, you know, throwing controllers through the TVs, but the system itself is a screen now. So, you know, we're going to see a bunch of videos of people just like destroying their, their switches because <laughs> that's what happens sometimes. <clears throat> now, I don't know if you guys remember, they showed this, they didn't show this. People showed like a design before we even saw the switch, like when we were talking about, oh, the you know, detachable controllers, that there would be special ones for special games, like a GameCube-style Joy-Con for Smash Brothers or the Yo-Yo Watch one for yo Watch, et cetera. Now that you've seen the blue and the red or the pink, whatever they are, like you know they're making multiple colors, do you think they'll go down this avenue? Or do you think that they will just be standard Joy-Cons with designs, like with the Smash Brothers logo on it, instead of like actually mock like a GameCube with the GameCube button. Super Smash Bros. Switch with GameCube Joy-Cons confirmed. <laughs> like, okay, not really, but like, I mean, come on, it has to happen. Yeah. That's why they yeah. didn't announce it yet, because there's too many other accessories that they're releasing now, so Smash Brothers later, you know. <laughs> yeah. One, one of the things that stood out to me um, earlier, I think I mentioned this earlier too, but I just want to elaborate on it. I, I think this is one of our, the truly, you know, modular video game systems um, because you, I, I really think you're going to be able to switch out different things on it and they're just going to keep expanding on this idea. And my guess is that like, I think probably this is, this is this, the type of system that they're going to stick with in the future that maybe they'll, keep releasing new iterations of it because it because it does make sense we've talked about that a lot of times on this on the show that this style of, of game system makes sense 
And it really makes sense for Nintendo to do because they're really good at handhelds. And so, like, it, it, I think they could stick with that same style and just keep building on it and keep building on it. But then also, yeah, they'll be putting different kind of modular things that you can snap in on the sides for different types of games or for different preferences, different things that come out along the way um, that you'll be able to just switch those in and out. I don't know what kind of technology it uses, um, but I'm sure they're they're working on how to make that better and how to work it into a lot of different pieces that they can they can snap on. So do you think, really think that the next system is going to be the Switch 2 or Switch 3, and it's just going to be pretty much like buying a new iPad that you just put your existing Joy-Cons on, and that's going to be it for the rest of Nintendo's console lifecycle? I would love it if that was the case, only because that means less stuff for me to rebuy all the time. Um, <laughs> I like, I, I really like, for instance, like when a, a new iPad or new iPhone comes out, I, I have that same library of games and apps and stuff that I've been using um, on my last system that I can just re-download on a new one. Um, that's, that's really nice. So from a consumer perspective, that'd be really cool. I don't know if they're gonna do that. Um, it seems like that's where Microsoft and Sony are kind of going, that they're gonna keep making that stuff available on the new systems and just keep adding on and making them better and better. Um, but I don't know for sure, of course. Yeah, I'd like to think that they would continue on the idea, but I don't know how long they can go. I mean, you did mention the technology thing, so obviously they were able to do what the Wii Remote uh, 3.0 without uh, the sensor bar, So, because um, that's basically what the Joy-Cons are. Basically, it's another Wii Remote with a few extra buttons, and they do have all the motion and everything. So I don't know. I guess right. we'll have to see where that goes then. Yeah, and that was a theory of mine, like, early on where they would kind of, you know, make this fluid and maybe with the other versions of the Switch console later that all play the same games and, you know, that kind of thing, like having that similar to iOS, like that kind of uh, infrastructure. So we'll see if that ends up happening or not. But uh, I think right now Nintendo has to make sure that the Switch launches successfully. So definitely uh, got a lot to... Um, to, to see with that. So I want to um, get into a little bit more with the, the system here um, as far as functionality of uh, other features. You know, we've seen obviously the different play styles with the Joy-Cons, all that kind of stuff, but they delved into more specific features that, uh, that these Joy-Cons have. So the right one has a home button, left one has a capture button to share screenshots and in the future share videos as well. Um, they also, when you turn it sideways, they have a SL and SR button, which act as your L and R buttons. Um, so they have those. And the uh, the right Joy-Con has an IR sensor, so it can, you know, sense different uh, the shape of your hand or like the distance of your hand to the to the sensor. Each has an accelerometer and gyro sensor, as we said, for motion control. Um, and Nintendo is introducing oh uh, NFC in the right Joy-Con as well for Amiibo. Um, but Nintendo's reduce, uh, introducing what they call HD Rumble. Uh, so it's uh, uh, basically more advanced Rumble uh, where you can really sense, they claim you can sense, like if there's a little ice cube in there, whether there's one, two, or three, whether there's water pouring, you know, in a little cup, like you can kind of feel that with that, that level of Rumble. 
uh, so it's much more immersive. Um, so very interesting um, to see uh, uh, you know, that, that type of feature and how it will add to, to, to gameplay. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, those new features? I think I think a lot of them. I don't know. I guess makes sense. Um, I'm glad that they they enhanced a lot of stuff. Um, and yeah, I'm sorry. I just like that. I know that the treehouse people like talk a lot about how they like the design of it, and other people really like the design. I still don't. And I and I think. It's weird, like some of the things that they've included and some of the things they did. Like I, I don't like the fact that it's kind of two tone. I, I really don't like the the pro controller being able to see through it. I think it's like 1980s. Um, uh, but even like like the the share button on the left Joy-Con that it's just a plain button is weird. Like if that's if it's what they're going to call it as a share button, then make it something that looks like sharing or something like it's just a plain button it looks like a, a placeholder button still and and certain things like i really hope they use the the sensor thing um that like the camera the ir camera that like can sense how far you are away or something like that i really hope they use that in games but i kind of see it just used in something like WarioWare, and that's it um and then all of a sudden they put all this this money and technology and and stuff into this thing that is going to be barely used when maybe they could have put it into something else or like drop the price i don't know or or something that i feel like there's certain things that are like huh but it's also nintendo so it makes sense um that they're trying all these different things but it seems like they're trying a lot of different stuff at the same time um but i do like that that NFC is kind of built into the Pro Controller. It's also built in the Joy-Con. It seems like they're going to be really um, making it easy to to incorporate Amiibo and anything else they end up using that NFC for. Um, HD, Rumble, whatever, yeah, they better improve the Rumble. Everybody else is, so they better catch up. So, yeah. Gotcha. You, I kind of feel like indifferent like now. I mean, I guess I haven't really, I don't really have any experience playing with PlayStation or Xbox. So I don't know what the difference in Rumble if theirs has done better than how Nintendo has, and I also don't really know a whole lot about the features. And I guess I'll get a much better look at it once I'm actually experiencing them, just to see if there's a huge difference, or if not, then. Eh. <laughs> It just seems like it just drove the cost up. If it's not going to be a huge noticeable difference to me. Yeah, um, I'm cool with the HD Rumble. I like anything that will enhance the experience, as long as it's done well and properly and not shoehorned in. Nintendo is famous for shoehorning in these things as well as forcing third-party developers or second-party developers to shoehorn them in as well. If I'm going to pay $80 for a Joy-Con for this new technology that isn't going to be even used, why am I paying for this new technology if it's not going to be used? And if it's not used well, then what was the point of it? And I think that's been their biggest gripe 
and their biggest problem since the week. Motion controls were tacked on to almost every game, and it was tacked on poorly. The DS touch controls were tacked on to all the early games, and it was tacked on poorly. Uh, it wasn't until the later games they said, screw the touch controls and just made games. The Wii U gamepad functionality was forced into the games. Uh, the 3DS, 3D was forced into games. This is a common practice for Nintendo, and it doesn't usually pan out. Now, with all those other things, the Wiimotes, they were cheap. The DS came with the stylus. The 3DS came with 3D built in. The Wii, you know, Wii U came with the Wii U gamepad. You weren't paying really anything extra. Here, you kind of are, unless you don't want any extra controller. And that's the problem. They need, it needs to be utilized, and it needs to be utilized well. And so far, ARMS and 1-2-Switch utilize this technology well. Those two games were specifically shown when they talked about the technology, here's two games that utilize this well. That also implies that all the other games do not utilize this well. Like, I guarantee that Zelda does not utilize this because it was built for the Wii U. I can guarantee that Bomberman doesn't need to use this. I doubt Mario uses this technology. Uh, and, and for all we know, these might be the only two games that actually use this technology, meaning if you don't have these two games or don't want to play these two games, you are paying for technology you are not going to use. So they might down the road release the, the Goodwill uh, Joy-Cons that are just literally plastic with some buttons in it, and they're 20 bucks. And there you go, you cheap skates, you know. But who knows? I guess only time will tell. As long as it's properly, I'm all for it. This might be the time that I go back to third-party controllers. If, yeah. If they make them, like, because even if that other technology doesn't quite work in them, as long as they work with their buttons and little and their stick, I'm fine. <laughs> Third parties will probably make it with like a built-in battery in each Joy-Con and it like auto-charges itself <laughs> for all you know. Right. And then they'll yeah, charge like $40 instead of like 40 instead of $50 or whatever. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see if third parties uh, even try and <laughs> try and replicate these things or come whatever they come up with. That would be very interesting to see, definitely. Um, I did want to say one thing, and then I want to uh, uh, move on to the, the games and, and talk about those. Uh, but there was speculation. I don't know if this will end up panning out or not, but in regards to the IR sensor, um, there was some speculation that if any games use, like, the touchscreen for certain things on the TV, since the system is in the dock, you could theoretically point the IR sensor on the TV and try and use it somewhat to kind of replicate that to some extent um, on your TV. I don't know how true or not that is, but that was something that was speculated when the IR sensor was rumored um, a while ago before anything was officially announced. Uh, so I don't know. That sounds really clunky and weird, but I don't know. Because if you think about it, yeah, if there's some games that use the touchscreen, then how do you do it when it's in the dock? But then again, there's other control options that they have to offer as well then probably. so. You know, I wonder if they'll, they'll just be, or sorry, I, I just wonder if there'd just be games that where they are just, they're meant to be played on the touchscreen, that's it. I mean, because there's, there's certain games like within um, some Wii U games that are just like play on the gamepad, that's it. There's, we don't incorporate the TV at all um, sort of thing. So I wonder if they'll, I mean, they'll just say, don't 
put this one on your TV because it's not built for that. Maybe. But I was going to say, is it's interesting. I didn't realize it until just now. The the system is, as far as I'm aware, missing something that's been in their last few systems, uh, which is ironic because they just finally added a share button, and that's a camera. The Wii U had a camera. Mm-hmm. The 3DS had a camera. The DSi had a camera. This doesn't have a camera, so there's no voice chat. There's no voice call. Uh, in fact, the whole thing with the smartphone seems weird. Like, they, they almost took out all of that ability and just, like, you have a smartphone, just like you have an AC adapter. Use your own <laughs> smartphone. <laughs> yeah, actually, let's discuss that um, before we get into the game, let's. since we're talking about features and everything. <laughs> so one of the first things in their events, they kind of just got this out the way. They're like, online service, let's talk about it. It's going to be free for a little bit of time. Uh, then it's going to be paid, and then they kind of just moved on. Um, so essentially, looking on their website, it has a little bit more details, but not much. And essentially, so the free trial period starts in March. The paid service launches in the fall. So to play Nintendo games online, you will now have to pay. So what are you paying for? Um, well, one of the things is um, you will be able to use, uh, you'll have an online lobby and voice chat for your games which it seems like, as of now, from the way everything is worded, that it can only be done through an app on a smartphone versus being something built in. Now, their reasoning for it, at least from an interview I just saw with Reggie, was that you always have your smartphone. You don't have to go buy some other headsets. You can use whatever your existing stuff is with your your phone or whatever. Um, and I, I, I don't know why you can't give both options, but, you know, Nintendo's going to Nintendo. So um, a free limited version of this app will be available for download in the summer, so we'll be able to kind of get an idea of it then. Apparently, there'll be exclusive deals, special offers for subscribers like discounts and some some content, that sort of thing. Um, But also, there will be a monthly game download. You'll be able to download and play an NES or Super Nintendo game uh, and they put, with newly added online play, so they're going to be updating games for online play, for free for a month. Now, what does that mean? Let's compare to PlayStation Plus from Sony. PlayStation Plus, every month you get a free game. Now, that game is free to purchase, and you purchase it, and it is free uh, for good. Let's clarify it. Multiple free games. Yes. Yes, exactly. Multiple free games. <laughs> Uh, and you, once you purchase it, they are free, and you own them for as long as you remain a PlayStation Plus subscriber. In this situation, these games are free for a month. After that month, they are no longer free, and you have to buy them. Um, they simply you're free to play gonna, for a month. If you're going to throw that in, the, the negative thing about PlayStation Plus is that the, you have those games as long as you're a subscriber or as long as the service exists. Meaning a few down, you know, years down the road, if the service goes down, you now lose all those free games. Xbox Live gives you multiple free games a month, and they are yours to keep even if you unsubscribe to Xbox Live. They're yours forever, which is even better. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I have a PS4, so I didn't know that Microsoft situation was like that. But that kind of puts it so in perspective for, as to what Nintendo's doing. They're over here. <laughs> Nintendo, by the way, is over here. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, so yeah. this is Nintendo's go ahead, and, paid go ahead and share like more details on this. Nothing. What what is Nintendo doing then in comparison to this? Like, we get a game. What more do you want? 
Well, we're going to have to apparently wait and find out because even Nintendo doesn't want to tell us whatever this paid yeah. service has. I, yeah. I was talking to a friend, and he thinks it's going to be like kind of like Splatfest, like how they have the Splatfest weekend. More like it's an event, not like it's a game. Like, oh, you got to play this game for it, but it's just an event for this month, which when looking at it that way kind of makes sense, but it's almost like a tease because if you really like the game, it's like, oh, yeah, well, you've got to purchase it again for the fourth time. Uh, and uh, and you don't get that online functionality because that was only there for that month. Right. Yeah. Overall, I'm I'm not necessarily disappointed that they're charging for online functionality. Um, really, if I know that the PlayStation does it well and the Xbox does it well, and and largely in part because they charge for it, and so they have some money to put towards servers and and technology and everything to keep it up and and keep it good. That part of me. Doesn't upset, it doesn't upset me. What upsets me is the the lack of details that we have, um, how slow it's rolling out. This, like, they are already behind, and then they're pushing themselves even further behind. The fact that we have to wait for this stuff to roll out, I'm like, it, it's not, this, this is 2017, Nintendo, catch up. Because these things need to be in place already because Xbox is already rolling. PlayStation 4 is already rolling. Um, with this stuff, you, you're already behind the ball. Your your graphics are not is going to be as good. You got to get the services out there and be quality right off the bat. So the fact that we have to wait till fall for all the stuff to fully roll out is just boggling to me. Um, but um, yeah, the things running through uh, an app on your smartphone or whatever is is weird. Um, I mean. I know the vast majority of people have a smart device. At least someone in their family has one. But let's say, like, I know I have friends that have kids. Like, they don't want their kid to have their their cell phone all the time. Like, oh, well, not only now is the, like, I guess technically the kid can, like, doesn't have to, the parent doesn't have to give up the TV um, because they can you know, play on the the built-in screen, but they have to hand over their cell phone if the kid wants to talk with their friend while they're playing Minecraft on online. Um, so all of a sudden, like, it just makes it awkward and clunky, and that's what I feel like the whole thing is just awkward, clunky, and and slow. Like, I thought this partnership with DNA was going to make sense and help them get further ahead and all that stuff, but it it seems like it's made it weird by like pushing them more to the cell phone market than they really should. They're like, no, just make this what it should be and call it a day. Just go. I, just, <laughs> I have this funny image in my head of the uh, of the actual app just simply being like your contact list from your phone. And yeah, voice chat, because you're just literally just calling your friends from your phone. You're just like dialing their phone number and just calling them. <laughs> yeah. Paid online service, guys. <laughs> Yeah, you've got a Verizon for that already. Yeah, well, it's going it's to use your data plan. If you're not on Wi-Fi, you're going to actually use your data upgrade. So, so if a kid gets a hold of mommy's cell phone and is not in a, in a Wi-Fi area and decides to call their friend while they're playing, now they're using up data and possible, you know, minutes if they still have minutes or whatever. They're using their plan. And, and there's already Discord. There's TeamSpeak. There's Ventrilo. There's mm-hmm. Skype. There's just calling or, you know, your friend, all these already existing things. Do we really need this? 
why couldn't you put this in like every other system? Is this like your concession to Apple? Like Apple's like, hey, we'll let you put your game on our, our iPhone, but you need to, you know, take away core functionality on your new system and be our little, you know, slave, so to speak, and rely on our technology just to allow people to talk to each other. I mean, with the Wii U, they had the headphones. They had Turtle Beach licensed headphones. And now they've got your smartphone. I don't know. I think that actually that whole part is just technically invalid. I mean, how can you play online if the switch is not on the Wi-Fi? So it's like if you're out on your train or your bus or whatever, you might not have Wi-Fi, so therefore you wouldn't be playing online on your and using your phone's data. I don't know. That point was kind of mute, I guess. Um, yeah, I still think it's weird. No matter what. Very odd decisions all around on some of this stuff. And <laughs> and it feels like it's stuff that's not ready yet either. Like, brand new online service, oh, coming in the fall. Like, the system comes out in March, but the, all this online stuff is going to come late. Like, you shouldn't you launch everything together? And, and I know that... And, the big thing too is we've been waiting so long for the switch and we thought at first, you know, people like, you know, maybe for the holidays, Oh no, it's after the holidays. And it like, it just kind of seemed like Nintendo kept waiting, 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 waiting because they were going to kind of just do this huge blowout of stuff, tons of games, tons of features, everything, boom, right away. It's going to be big. It's going to be great. But it just felt just like, you know, like, Oh, here's some features. Here's some games. Enjoy. Like, I mean, yeah, there's good stuff. We're going to talk about the games um, and, and, you know, there's some great stuff coming, but it just, it kind of, all this weight just seemed a little anticlimactic because we thought it was building up to something huge when we still have to continue waiting for, for more stuff, I guess, too. Um, there, was one thing, and it, there was one thing I wanted to add about the service, though. Um, so Xbox Live is, what, like $50? How much is PlayStation Plus? I mean, because... It could all be in relative comparison. Maybe the Nintendo service is only 10 is what I'm trying to get at. So, I mean, I know you guys are saying to get so many more games with PlayStation and Xbox, but maybe if you're paying $50 a month or a year or whatever it is, then maybe Nintendo is only going to be 10. Yeah, they're 50, 60 bucks a month or a year, but I, I guess they could charge 10, 20 bucks a year. With the charge, the the price of those Joy Cons, I don't think they're gonna charge twenty <laughs> bucks a year. Um, but uh, I, yeah, it could cost less, and therefore we get less. But I am ready and willing to pay, fork over fifty or sixty bucks if it means a, as good of a system as as these other consoles already have, and if it meant that I had to wait on the whole system till fall. Honestly, I mean, like keep making the Wii U good for a few more months. You got some game ideas, make it, you know, end it well, but use this extra time and roll it all out really, really good in the fall. I'd be okay with waiting a few more months. I totally would. I agree. But yeah, I think they're rolling out in pieces. It's weird. And it, it's going to be awkward and clunky. Well, I mean, there's two sides to that story. Uh, and that is, I agree with you in terms of everything we know at this moment, meaning if everything we knew at this moment from yesterday's presentation and today's treehouse and all the press release, if all that stuff 
instead of coming out sprinkled throughout 2017, was all fall holiday 2017. That would be amazing. Talk about a launch lineup. Talk about enough games and that window to carry you. Absolutely. Instead, we have it sprinkled out throughout 2017 and the no more drought, which Nintendo has been promising for almost 10 years now, if not longer, is, is uh, quite apparent. However, however, the other side to that is there is more information that we do not know. They stated there's going to be more revealed before March. They're going to be sprinkling out new information every week. And there's still too many unknowns. What is Retro doing? What is Platinum doing? What are other second parties doing? What is NFT doing? Uh, you know, what are, what are these third parties? Is EA really only bringing FIFA? You know, stuff like that. There's so many unknowns at this point. Uh, and some of them are revealing themselves today even. Uh, even just, just uh, probably before we did this, about an hour before the Square Enix released the trailer for Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2, uh, which was announced, but no date was announced. And in the trailer, it had 3-3-17. I don't know if that's Japanese only or if it's worldwide, uh, but, or at least 3-17. It's somewhere in March. That could be another launch title out of nowhere that we just, just hours ago were like, oh, there's no more launch titles. So I think there's more information. I think by 3.3, we're going to have a bigger launch, I hope, uh, or at least some more games sprinkled out throughout 2017. Uh, I could be wrong. This could be all they have, and they could be really not hiding any cards or they're holding everything to E3. But I think as of now, I agree with you 100%. Should have went to the fall. Uh, throw it all out there. But if there's still more and there's a reason or a method behind this apparent madness, uh, then I'm all for it. But there's still more information we need, at least in my book. Yes. I mean, obviously, we, we, we're we all chatting all day. We've all pre-ordered one. Like, we're all excited about it. But still, it's because we love Nintendo. If we didn't love Nintendo, I don't know. I'd be waiting. I'd be holding off going... They still need to prove this to me. Like, I want to play Zelda. I want to play Mario. I want to play Splatoon. And so I pre-ordered it, and I'm going to get it. But at the same time, we are scratching our heads. So between now and then, make make it clear to us that we made the right decision, not just for your first-party awesome games. So do you think you made, like, the wrong decision for, like, when the 3DS dropped in price? Or, like, when the eShop actually wasn't available when it launched and it was, like, didn't come out until, like, June or whatever that was? If I wasn't a diehard Nintendo fan um, writing for Nintendo blog, yeah. Yeah, I I would have said, yeah, I, I should have waited and saved some money and, and waited. Um, but because of who I am and and my love for Nintendo and what we do, I, I went for it. And I didn't have regrets based on all that stuff but if i if that's not who i was yeah i would have i would have been kicking myself in the butt and going yep should have waited right yeah I, right. you know i remember with when the 3ds launched right before the price dropped to 170 or right before the ambassador stopped i think it was like a week or two before they dropped the price early so you had an opportunity to buy it at 170 and still be an ambassador like, that's probably when I would have purchased it had I not been a diehard Nintendo fan. But I don't regret it. I got two at launch, one for my wife and one for me. Uh, so that was like a $500 investment right there. And, uh, you know, I had fun with it. 
I probably played games I normally wouldn't have played or at least played them more than I would have played because I just wanted to use my system. But, you know, I think it's the same thing. If Zelda wasn't a launch title, you know, and I wasn't with Nintendo Fuse, I probably still would buy this just because of who I am. But I might also wait. But there's Bomberman too. I'd buy a system for Bomberman. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's get into the the games because uh, there's 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 a lot to discuss. So um, I want to highlight some of the different games and and we'll kind of uh, talk about them. So the first game I'm just going to jump right to, to the big one and we'll just talk about everything about it at once. So this is sort of the game. <laughs> um, the uh, well, no, not not a uh, not one two switch. Let's talk about a uh, pet dogs two for switch. Uh-huh. You know the uh, no. <laughs> yeah, um, I was so surprised they left that one off the lineup. But... I know, like that's that's a killer killer launch title, right? They, uh, um no, this is this is the game that they they held out all the way till the very end, and even tried to almost like tease like, oh, when is it coming out? When is it coming out? As if we all couldn't guess that it was going to be a launch day title. Um, after they kept kind of holding it out to the end. Uh, so The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild comes out March 3rd on Switch and Wii U, same day. Um, we got a brand new epic trailer, um, which we'll talk about uh, at the end of uh, the Switch presentation with some voice acting, other interesting little tidbits. Um, the We also have uh, some new Amiibo um, that was shown. So there's a previously announced uh, Link, Ryder, and Archer Amiibo, as well as the Guardian Amiibo, but they've also now announced Zelda and Bokoblin Amiibo. Um, and the Wolf Link Amiibo that was with Twilight Princess HD will now be released standalone on February 3rd as well. Um, and the Zelda 30th Anniversary Series Amiibo works with that. Uh, there's also a special edition of the game that comes with the game, the a Nintendo Switch Sheikah Slate carrying case, a Sheikah Eye collectible coin, Relic of Hyrule, Calamity Ganon tapestry, and weather-worn map, and then and a Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sound selection CD for $99.99. And then a Master Edition comes with all of that, plus a Master Sword of Resurrection figure for $129.99. Um, obviously, Zelda has been kind of the main title that Nintendo's really been pushing with Switch, and I think they've made a great decision with that because you know there, there, there are moments that the event kind of had its ups and downs, that sort of thing, and then it just ended with that trailer, and it was like boom, like it just looked amazing. That uh, was a really good trailer, and I am super hyped for this game. I pre-ordered the. Uh, I have the special edition. I didn't care for the statue thing, but at least the special edition for the soundtrack and, and stuff like that. That game just looks incredible. Um, you guys you guys ready for Zelda launch day? I'm ready. I'm already ready. Although I just, I need to take some time off of work for like two weeks um, once it launches though. Because um, I, given like, a, like, we've talked about this many, many times, and a normal, you know, week or whatever, I have so little time to play. And that's going to be one that I will not want to just let it sit. So there, I might be have to be sick for a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm stoked for it. Uh, it, it. Every trailer they put out, I get more and more excited about it. So um, I'm not mu- one much to, to really buy special editions. 
I just, I just haven't over the years. Um, every once in a while, um, I will, but this, this was one of them. Um, I didn't go for the masters, uh, thing. I think the, the statue's cool. Um, but we talked about this earlier in, in chat and everything. We just don't have the place to put it and, and it is extra money. And, and honestly, I'd rather put the extra 30 bucks to half of a Joy-Con or something. Uh, and, <laughs> and so, um, uh, so yeah, but I got the special edition, um, and on Amazon because I'm a Prime member, I actually got it for seventy nine, seven ninety nine, which is is exciting. So um, yeah, just a little bit more than a regular price of a game. Um, I especially wanted it because the the soundtrack, man, Zelda's always got an amazing soundtrack. And I was if if all I got was the soundtrack, that would have been worth it. Um, but so get the other stuff too is is pretty cool. Like the carrying case will be handy because I'm gonna be taking that around with me. So. Yeah, I pulled the Steve, and I also went for the special edition as well. Um, I this is my only second game I've ever gotten a special edition, and the first one was Skyward Sword. Had to have that gold remote and the soundtrack. That was awesome to get that. So I definitely wanted to get this for its soundtrack. As Steve said, I would have bought it just for that as well. Zelda has phenomenal music. I listened to the soundtrack and ripped it to my computer and put it right on my phone. So. That's something I always like to do with the brand new CDs. As also, as Steve was saying, the case, I was planning to use that to take with me on the commute so I'll have easy carrying access. And the map is just kind of like a throwaway type thing, but I might find something to do with it. But didn't have to have it. Didn't wasn't purchasing for it either. So pretty neat. Well, unlike you two, I am a collection edition four. You, You're just getting the digital edition, right? You, you can see some yeah. collections in there. Um, uh, I went for the master edition uh, because I am also a huge Zelda nut. <laughs> so I need that master sword, the statue. Like, yeah. And as an Amazon Prime, it was only like $100, so it wasn't as bad. But, yeah, I had to get it. I was very excited about the ability to get it because I so expected them to reveal that and then say only available at Nintendo New York limited to 500 copies for all of North America just like Mario Kart and Hyrule Warriors and I really expected that and I was ready to drive over there and just hurt somebody because Reggie's right there <laughs> I would I would have I don't drive in the city but I would have driven in the city to hurt Reggie for that one um, but thankfully thankfully they didn't do that uh, so yeah, I'm glad people are able to get it. I'm kind of scared about opening it now, though. It's just kind of weird because like it's so hard to get the Masters Edition. It's like the collector in me wants to keep it sealed, but the Zelda fan in me wants to rip it open and play. So I was like, do I buy a second one? But I want the statue. What do I do? Uh, first world problems, of course. But uh, yeah, I, I, I've got. I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Um, I'm gonna be playing that game like crazy. Uh, to the best of my ability, depending on my real-world situation. But I, I think the game is being coming out in March because of my family situation. And, like, someone up there knows that I'm going to need an escape from reality and, and for grief. And that's going to be my, my ability to handle the grief is Zelda. Like, you're going through a horrible time. Here you go as a present. Get lost in it. That's it. <laughs> so... At least that's the way I'm thinking about it. Yeah. 
and Zelda uh, seems like, I mean, especially with this game, like you really will be able to just get lost in that open world. And it just, it's, I can just see hours and hours of just exploring around and it's, uh, I can't wait. It's definitely going to be, going to be really cool. Um, I do want to give some, some shout outs to some other folks in the chat as well. Jabery Jefferson, uh, Mary Kish, um, shout out to you guys for, for joining in. And I also saw earlier chat. There's a lot of talk in this chat. I'm scrolling through Chris studios as well. So, so, uh, thank you guys for, uh, for joining in as well and continue to post your comments, you know, about, uh, if you're interested in the new Zelda game and any of the other games for switch as we talk about them. So we'll read them on the show as well. Um, Don't so yeah, show. Sarah from Ohio is in talk show. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So she's yeah, Sarah from Ohio. So welcome as well. Um, so now I want to talk about. Sorry, I just the, that. I just realized that you were talking about someone that talks to you, and I just waved. I was like, they, they, <laughs> sorry, Sarah from Ohio. I just waved to you, but you're in the talk show chat, so you can't see me. <laughs> Mary told us to all wave to her earlier. I saw Greg wave. <laughs> so Mary, hi Mary. Um, but, uh, that was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now I want to talk about the two games that they really tried to demonstrate with the new Joy-Con functionality. So one, two switch and arms. So one, two switch, um, has got your, your, your games where you're not really looking at your screen. You're, you're looking into the eyes of your opponents basically and doing quick little things like quick draw or milking a cow, or uh, table tennis, or like all these these eating a really sandwich. random things, eating a sandwich, yeah. So it's it's almost like a WarioWare kind of thing in that it's like a quick, you know, little interesting way of, you know, somewhat gimmicky way of using the controller, but it's a way to demonstrate the features of the, of the system. Um, and then ARMS is uh, uh, a um, like a boxing a game in essentially where you're using the Joy-Con controllers, the motion, you can kind of turn your arm to do like a curved, you know, attack, that sort of thing. Um, so you can complete, compete via split screen using a second set of uh, Joy-Con controllers if you can afford that um, as well. Um, and uh, so yeah, one, two switch comes out launch day, arms comes out in the spring. Um, for me, I was trying to think of, you know, if I'm going to get these games, um, my initial thought on one, two switch was no. Some of the videos, like one or two of the little games seemed kind of interesting to test out with the HD rumble and all that. But then I was like, how much am I really going to use it? Probably not much. So I don't know, maybe if the price drops down the road or something, um, arms does look kind of interesting. Um, I will actually get to try out the Nintendo switch, uh, next month in DC at one of their events for my Nintendo I was invited for that. So I'm hoping I'll get to try out, one, two switch and arms and kind of see really, you know, what they're like. And that might give me a better sense. But as of now, I think I'm going to pass on one, two switch initially at least and might get arms maybe. So I have to kind of see how that goes. What about you guys? I don't, I don't know. I, I like the, I like um, the pack in games and the, the, what they tried to be is like their, their key game, you know, it's like for Wii with Wii Sports and, and uh, Nintendo Land for, for Wii U. Um, they were a lot of fun and they were a blast. I really, 
I don't know is if one two switch is trying to be that. I don't think I don't know if it's like a ten dollar download. I'll get it, but if it's a full out game, that's sixty bucks for that. No, no, that no. I'll I'll buy a Joy-Con instead. Um, and then uh, for arms, I need to look into it more. Um, it seems fun, but I also don't know. I mean, if it, if that's a full price game too, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for me to to give that much money to um, a fighting game that I don't know how much depth it has. Really, I think it's a big thing. Um, so if if both of these surprise me with a huge amount of depth, then maybe. Or if they also come out for like fairly cheap, then maybe. But if they're even a, a budget game, like a, like forty bucks, that's that's too much for the little amount of content that that I know about with both of them. Yeah. So I just want to say, so the price is on the Nintendo site. So most Switch games are fifty nine ninety nine, and Arms is fifty nine ninety nine, but One Two Switch is forty nine ninety nine. So ten dollar cheaper than usual, but still yep. fifty bucks. Way too much for me. What about you, Greg? Um, I'm kind of undecided on some of the other games right now. Um, Arms like seemed like it would be kind of fun, but I just remember like the Wii Boxing and how tired my arms got. So, um, not quite sure how that's gonna work. Uh, the one-two switch did seem kind of interesting, but as Steve was saying, I don't know if it's worth fifty dollars. That was possibly looking at trying to get the review copy, then I won't have to buy it. Because, I mean, for if I'm going to get a second game, I'd much rather it be whatever, like Skyrim or something that hold on to it down the line. So, I don't know. Outside of Zelda, I don't know what else I'll be getting at launch time. <clears throat> Bomberman. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm not actually going to that there. <laughs> What about you, Barry? Uh, one, two, switch. Unless I get a review copy or something, or I see it, you know, ten dollars or under, uh, I will probably pass. Uh, as for arms, I enjoyed what I saw yesterday, and after the treehouse opened with it today, I was sold. That looked like so much fun, and with the demo build only, you know, having five characters, there's more characters, more stages, there's, you know, single player. They also stated that you don't actually need to be punching. You can play traditional controller style. So even if your arms get tired, you can play a more traditional way. Uh, I've always, always liked Nintendo's boxing efforts, you know, with the exception, I guess, of Wii Sports Boxing, because that was pretty crappy. But Punch-Out and Tellero Boxer were both amazing series. Uh, and I would love to see some references in arms from them. But, yeah, arms is, arms is one of the, I just counted, one of the 12 which games I have pre-ordered right now. So, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I didn't even know there one. were 12 Switch games. Yeah, yeah, there are. There are quite a bit more. But yeah, I've got my support. Nintendo's got my support. They better not let me down. So the, um, so launch day, um, a couple other launch day titles. So Skylanders is coming launch day. Super Bomberman are, um, as far as launch day goes, what games are you getting launch day? For me, it's Legend of Zelda, and I'm thinking 
if not launch day, then within, you know, a few days or a week or two, like Super Bomberman R looks interesting as well. Um, so those are the two that are on my radar. What about you guys for launch day? That's that's really all I've been thinking of, too, because I don't really know what else, like, we've been talking, we've been, you know, jumping around this, the whole thing about not really being much of a, a launch lineup right now, or we we don't know much about the launch lineup. So, yeah, from what we know, that's really all I'm excited about getting is is Bomberman and, and Zelda. I hope that there will be other ones that we find out. We just they're just kind of clarifying that right now. Um, there are great games, and there are games that I'm excited about past launch. Um, we talked about a lot of them, and there's a lot of different developers that they interviewed and everything. But, but yeah, the, the ones that we know of for sure that are launching uh, with the system. So that's pretty much it. It's just Zelda and Bomberman. Um, if I, I I don't know if it's definitely I can't remember. I might get FIFA if it's a launch title, but I I can't remember if it is or not. No. No, I but think it's like a holiday or something. 2017. It's most likely going to, whenever FIFA 18 comes out for other systems, like the, the scheduled FIFA day is probably when it's going to come to the Switch. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if they were going to, like, catch up, play catch up and, and get 17 in there or not. But probably not. Because I'm doing that with Just Dance. So, like Ubisoft is. So, I didn't know if EA was going to kind of play catch up a little bit or not. But So, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Just Bomberman and, and Zelda for me. Yep, I would say those are the same two. Um, I was kind of looking at the, the I Am Satsuna that does seem kind of interesting. That's an RPG. Not sure if I'd be ready for another RPG so soon after playing Bravely Second so much, but that would be the only other one that would really be on my immediate radar until April. I'm yeah. a big fan I'm... of Just Dance or Skylanders and stuff, so. I'm with the two of you, and the three of you, actually. Those are the two. Even though Super Bomberman is actually not one of the 12 I have pre-ordered, only because I signed up for pre-order on Amazon yet. So that would make number 13. But those are the two. Uh, Skylanders, I still actually need to get on Wii U. It's the only Wii U game I'm actually missing, but I'm just waiting for it to go to bargain bin. Uh, so I, I guess I'll pick that up if I see it bargain bin, just to use the hundreds of Skylanders that I really have no use for anymore. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, I am Satsuna. I'm not sure if it's a launch title. I know it's uh, under the TBD at this moment, or at least last I saw it was. It's um, under March, March 2017. Oh, is it March? Okay. Well, then it's it's possible launch day or launch window. I'm, I'm holding out on a physical copy of that game because Japan got one at least for the Vita, so I'm kind of holding out. I might go digital with it for the Switch just because I love Chrome. <gasps> But I've heard I've heard mixed things. I've heard it's very short and, and it's expensive for a digital title. So at that point, I still might hold out. I got other things to play. I got Zelda. I saw Final Fantasy 15 and Tales of Berseria is this month. And yeah, there's a Tales of game coming to the Switch that no one's talking about because it was buried in a press release. But yeah, it's another story. So I'll probably hold off on that. Yeah. So very uh, sparse launch day. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see uh, what else comes out. Um, not too soon after launch, though. April 28th, we have 
Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So this is one of those games that uh, um, is like almost like an enhanced port in a way. Um, essentially, it's Mario Kart 8, but all the DLC tracks and characters included, plus more. Um, they have new characters, Inkling Girl and Inkling Boy from Splatoon, and King Kong, or not King Kong, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that would have been that would have been very interesting. Yes, something else was buried in press release. <laughs> Oh man! You heard it here, it's been folks. A long day. King Kong confirmed. <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh, King Boo, Dry Bones, and Bowser Jr. Uh, those those uh, characters. Battle mode uh, has been revamped. Includes balloon battle, blah blah, blast. Uh, returning courses like the GameCube Luigi's Mansion and Super Nintendo Battle Course One, as well as new courses like Urchin Underpass and Battle Stadium. Uh, one of them's like Splatoon themed. Players can now carry two items at a time, um, including new items returning from previous Mario Kart games, such as Boo, the item still in Ghost, and the Feather, which gives players a high jump in battle mode. Uh, there's a little smart steering feature, which makes driving and staying on track easy for novice players and kids. Um, and yeah, so um, it's basically Mario Kart 8, but with a you know with more stuff. Although I don't know. All the new tracks they've shown have so far been downloaded. I don't know if there's actually going to be any new racing courses. They haven't shown anything. There are rumors initially that there would be like two more cups of new courses, but those are just rumors before, you know, when, when it was rumored that Mario Kart 8 would be an enhanced port. So who knows if that's true or not. I guess Mario Kart 8 is not coming out until April, so they have more time to reveal stuff later if it is. I hope so, because more courses would be cool. But as of now... Um, that is what it is. Um, kind of sucks that we have to wait a little bit longer, but it's not too bad. And I will definitely buy it because Mario Kart is one of my favorite series, and I love Mario Kart 8. And more content is always great. So, yeah. What about you, you guys? Forgot Are you excited about that? Oh, what was uh, that? If you character screen. There is a character missing. The me character is removed from Mario Kart 8, which is kind of interesting. Well, they, I, I saw an image and it had a question mark there, so I wonder if they just didn't unlock the me or something because I saw an image of the character select screen uh, on one of them. So I'm not sure. Awesome. That could also be at random, but Mario Kart hasn't done is, that in forever. That yeah, initially oh, I, I thought don't that remember was a random thing too, but I is it? I don't think. Oh, I don't know. Mario Kart has a random character, and it wouldn't really make sense, like. Like, I don't really. I mean, it kind of makes sense for Smash Brothers, yeah. but I don't know if it really makes sense for Mario Kart. Well, they handle differently, so it's like, hey, I'm just going to randomly pick. Like, let, let's get together with friends and everybody pick random, and you're stuck with whoever you got. So if you're used to like playing a Toad, and now you're stuck as Bowser, it changes the race dynamic and just an extra way of uh, partying. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, we haven't the, heard anything um, about Mies at all, have we? Yeah. And Miiverse is gone. That we've we've somebody said in an interview or something. So Miiverse is not is not going to be in it. And uh, Street Pass. Uh, not, well, Street Pass. It's yeah. all going yeah, to be. It's all going to be incorporated kinda, in the yeah. app probably. Um, I had heard that Street Pass was initially that they were toying around with putting it in the Switch. So that's that's interesting that they would take that out. Um, Miiverse makes sense because they. And they never even fully fleshed that out like it should have been. It was supposed to have this app and all of their stuff. So it, I bet they're probably just putting all that effort into this, this smartphone app that we're supposed to have um, instead. 
But um, which is weird because especially X, I think Xbox has actually done a really good job. Sorry, I'm totally like backtracking, but I just thought of this, that they have this online community that's really developed, but it also has the app, and it just fully integrates. That would make sense. Have an app that does this, but also have it that same functionality on the system itself. Anyhow, uh, Mario Kart 8, I'm in. Sounds great. Um, everything that I didn't like, which is very little, about the uh, initial game, it seems like they've, they've fixed, which was mainly the battle. Um, and I didn't like, it wasn't that big of a deal, but it was kind of a bit, teeny bit jarring when you went from multiplayer um, with single player at 60 frames per second and then multiplayer at 30 frames per second. Um, it wasn't that big of a deal, but it was it was noticeable um, and it didn't look as good. So now running at 60 frames per second all the time is pretty awesome. And um, yeah, I, I'm excited about it. I know some other people are not so excited about the possibility of no new um, race courses. There's a lot in there with the DLC already, so I'm not that been out of shape about it. Um, I am excited more about the the battle stuff. Like that's that should have been in the original one, and I was it never made sense that they left it out and whatever they did with battle in the last one was just weird. So yeah, sounds exciting, and uh, the Splatoon course looks really cool. Yeah. Um, well, so I'll wait bye to Mary, uh, who's, who's has to go. So thank you for joining us in the chat, Mary. Um, I did want to clarify, Steve, one thing. I think I read for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe that in one to, one or two players, it's 60 frames per second. But when you have three or four players multiplayer, it's still 30 frames per second. I think The I people in the treehouse said it multiplayer at 60 frames per second. Now, they oh, might, they? might, okay. they may have misspoken. The... And meant one to two players, or I don't know, but they they said multiplayer. It's always going to be 60 frames per second, is what they basically said. Um, and I remember like live tweeting that actually. I was like, that's exciting to hear that it's that it's always 60 frames per second. So they may have misspoken, but that's that's what they said. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Um, what about you guys, Greg, Barry? You guys. Going to get Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? <clears throat> I definitely will, probably. I really like the. I'm also a big fan of the Mario Kart series. Uh, Mario Kart 8, I actually didn't end up playing a lot of it. I think it was mostly tied to just being really busy with other games. But I am pretty excited that they're bringing back that extra item thing. I really thought that that was a mistake to take away the item they could hold behind you. I thought that was a fun dynamic to maintain. And that's seems like it's been a staple for every game except for Mario Kart 8. So that's the part I'm most excited to see returned. And I think they'll add quite a different strategy. And at least this time around, I'll actually get to play the 200cc. I think I only had tried it the one time. It's crazy, Baby Park on 200cc. Oh, my great. God. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's one of my 12 that I pre-ordered. Uh, I hope there's more race courses. I'm one of those people. Uh, I definitely want more race courses because uh, I always love how you know how crazy some of them can be. Uh, battle mode. I am. It's about time, uh, especially seeing that SNES uh, Mario Kart battle you know track during the the stream. I was like, oh my god, like this is great. There's part of my childhood right there. Like I'm still gonna go to that. The, and the leaf 
jumping over the walls. It was great. I, I only wish they added Block Fort from 64 because that was my favorite yeah. there. Uh, and yeah. I spent so much time on there. So that would have been cool. Maybe DLC. Um, I, I'm i wondering, the original battle mode that was in Mario Kart 8, I know people didn't like it, but did they actually remove that from the game, or is that still an option? I don't see why they would remove it if it's already in the game anyway. Just leave it as an option for people. But I don't know if they've said anything about that. I didn't see anything. I mean, I would imagine it's probably there, like you said, just to keep it easier. But Or in case you just didn't want to play Balloon Fight, you still had another method for battle. Yeah, it just gives you another option that's already programmed in. Obviously, like you said, they could have taken it away altogether just because of a backlash against it. Yeah, I'm not sure. um, I mean, they skipped the game entirely in their event, and it was just kind of a a trailer later, and then I think they showed in the treehouse thing, which I briefly saw a little bit of, so they didn't really focus too much on the game, so I'm not sure what happened to that one. Yeah, it was a very small time in the actual event, and then it was like in the press release that was like officially announced. So, right. And obviously, it was covered all. It was covered today. Right. Um, okay, so I want to talk about two more games because we could talk about. There's so many other, you know, so many different things to to discuss. Um, so I want to focus on on two more games here, um, which are the first one is Splatoon Two. So uh, Splatoon is back. We knew it was coming back, but it's not, you know, some people thought it might just be a port or, you know, maybe a couple new things. So this is a sequel. Um, And basically there's new stages, new weapons, new, you know, looks and everything. Uh, You have these two-handed splat dualies. um, And you can use the Joy-Cons to control. You can use the Switch Pro controller. Either way, you can use gyro controls to aim. So that's still supported. the uh, game also support voice chat using the new uh, smart device app when that comes out. Um, and they will continue to add new stages, weapons, et cetera, uh, as the original game did. So um, uh, Splatoon 2 comes out in the summer. Um, so that uh, that's definitely uh, another big game that the Nintendo uh, is going to be pushing, I'm sure. Um, I'm excited about it. I, I love Splatoon on Wii U. and um, I wish I'd played it more. I just um, didn't get a chance to play as much. I, I play more handheld games, and so it, it's much more convenient. So the um, the fact that now I'll be able to play on the Switch just alone on the one screen uh, makes it much easier to, to play there. So I'm excited about that, definitely. Um, so looking forward to, uh, to that. What about you guys? Are you uh, going to get Splatoon 2? Um, just, just watching it again made me excited about it again and made me feel like, oh yeah, I need to go back and play that game because I haven't really touched it much recently. Um, I love it. I think it's a, it's a really fun game and the new mechanics seem great. Um, one of the things they talked about during the, the Treehouse Live that I was a little bit disappointed in is that all the special weapons are brand new, uh, in, in the new one, um, which was, is, I guess, slightly disappointing just because um, some of them were really cool and I was like, oh man, I won't get to use those. Um, but my guess is that maybe some of them will be returning and they're calling them brand new, but maybe they've just been tweaked a little bit. And so um, 
my guess is that's what's going to happen. But, uh, but yeah, all the courses look fun. Um, the new options look fun. I love being able to um, play it with because I, I it was one of the the few games that I really liked the the motion control with aiming and everything. I think it was a really good combination and I really liked it. Um, but when you played with the pro controller, you had to use this this uh, other analog stick, and I wasn't as good with it. I just wasn't. Um, and so now being able to play with motion control with the pro controller is, is going to be cool. Um, it was nice to be able to pull up the this just to look down and see the map on the second screen on the Wii U. Not to be able to do that, you have to like pull up the second map. It's it's like kind of like I don't know, kind of in a way going back um, into you know, at the ancient days of games when we only had one screen. Um, but uh, yeah, overall I'm really excited about it, and uh, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And it's exciting to see where the game might go with competitive the competitive scene and things like that though too it seems like they're really trying to get splatoon into the the competition uh side of, of gaming and uh who knows where to go i don't know i'm still kind of indifferent about splatoon 2. um i was absolutely really excited for the wii u version i played it quite a lot at first and then it seemed like it easily fell off um main thing i was getting was just like out wasn't really able to handle the online multiplayer. By the time I started like rank mode, it seemed like I lost like every my team lost like nearly every match, no matter which team I was on and who I was with. So to me, it just seems like it was more frustrating and difficult to want to bother with it. So I think that ultimately came to me to stop playing it. And so I don't really know how long I'll be playing Zelda or any of the other launch games at this time. So I don't know. I'm kind of undecided right now for Splatoon 2. Yeah, Splatoon 2 is one of my 12. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for it. I like the first one. I hope the story is, is like they flesh out the single player because I really did enjoy the single player in Splatoon. I actually enjoyed it more than the multiplayer uh, just because sometimes you just got paired with that bad group and it was very frustrating especially when you have, like, 15 wins in a row, and then you go in there and you're, like, with the crappiest group, and it's like, bro, there goes my streak, you know? Like, it's just hard. But now, but, but now you have voice chat, at least through an app, and you can yell at those people <laughs> when they start acting like idiots. <laughs> That's true, but still, uh, that, do- that doesn't always guarantee a change in behavior, unfortunately. So... Uh, so, you know, <laughs> uh, I did enjoy the, the dynamic of the platformer aspect of the single player and, like, how even, like, the different worlds had, like, hub worlds where you had to go around and unlock all the different levels. And with the amiibo, you were forced to do stages with the different weapons, which changed up the game entirely. Uh, doing that final boss with the roller, for example, was insane. But, but you know, it was so rewarding to do it. Uh, unlike Steve, I absolutely hated the motion controls. That tutorial level was the worst level in the game because they forced you to use it. And the second I could turn it off, I did, and I never looked back. Uh, so I'm, I, I hope they, they don't force you to use them. But I think the most interesting thing about Splatoon 2 is before this announcement, there were three games that was on everybody's list of these three games are going to be Wii U ports. And it was Mario Kart, it was Smash, and it was Splatoon, mainly for that first reveal. Oh, my God, these three games are getting Wii U ports. Uh, the Wii, there are uh, 
Switch ports, I'm sorry, the, the Wii U versions are obsolete. And Mario Kart 8 is absolutely a port, with enhanced port, but a port. Uh, Splatoon, however, is Splatoon 2. They are treating it as a full sequel, as a brand new game, uh, which is interesting. And that kind of, I, I want to pose a question to you guys about the third game, Smash. Now, do you, since Smash hasn't been announced, it, it still has yet to be announced. It might probably will be announced at E3. It may not make holiday. It may make next year. Do you think it would just be Smash for Nintendo Switch and just be a flat port with a few things? Or do you think it will be kind of as a new entry, even if it's just building upon Smash for Wii U, but with enough new things to warrant it as a brand new game, as a true Smash 5, so to speak? Because Splatoon 2 turned out to actually be a different game when we thought it would just be a port. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're kind of blurring the lines a little bit now between what's a port, what's a sequel. I mean, Splatoon 2, to some people, could almost essentially kind of be considered like an enhanced port in a way. Like, it's the same basic concept. There's not any super brand new features introduced, just new stages, new weapons, new, you know. So you could kind of argue it. I think it's more like a marketing thing that they're calling it Splatoon 2 versus just a port, you know, and that sort of thing. Uh, and, and, you know, when you get games like Mario Kart and Smash Brothers, after a while, I mean, you kind of almost get it to a rhythm where I feel like Mario Kart 8, for the most part, aside from the battle mode, which they're now fixing, like, it's kind of got the best of all the Mario Karts together, and, like, I mean, the foundation is there. Just continue adding more tracks and characters and that sort of thing. Same with Smash Brothers, like, it's so comprehensive. Now add in a good new story mode or something like that. I mean, like you kind of already have a huge, like a good foundation there. So whatever they're going to call it, maybe it's just like the last one, Super Smash Brothers for 3DS, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U. Maybe this is just Super Smash Brothers for Switch. Is it a port? Is it a new game or sequel or what? I mean, it's kind of like, a mix in a way is what I'm thinking. Like, I think they're just going to take that foundation and just continue to build upon it um, as they go forward. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think um, I I was kind of debating what, what should they call it or whatever. And then all of a sudden you just, what you said was perfect. I think they will call it super smash Brothers for switch. And maybe it's not really different from the last one, but that's okay. I think um, you can view it as a port. You can view it as an enhanced version. You can you can view it as the next generation. It doesn't really matter. It's just the next Smash Brothers game, and it's enhanced. It made it's made better. Is it a huge leap? Like sometimes they are, maybe not, but that's okay because they've already kind of found that really solid foundation to keep building on. I don't know. I guess this is where I take a step back, and I don't know if I would not want to buy it if it's just going to be basically the same game just with a couple different things on it um kind of already frustrated that mario maker was watered down on the 3ds um where yoshi's woolly world is a little bit enhanced on the 3ds it kind of sounds like they're going down this road like hey we have this awesome game let's just put a few things on it and call it a new game i mean i don't know i mean mario kart's an exception for me i love mario kart if I didn't like Mario Kart and I had Mario Kart 8, I'd be like, well, don't really need this one. <clears throat> No-brainer. So if they're just going to re- re-release Smash Brothers as 
basically the exact same game. I don't know if I would want to pick it up. I mean, I didn't play the Wii U version a whole lot. Um, I do play it with when I do have people over, but I don't know if it would warrant it just for those one or two occasions. To be fair, Greg, with what you're talking about with Smash Brothers and, and Yoshi's Wobby World, I don't really look at that as a new trend. I mean, if you think about it, they've been doing that since the NES Game Boy days, where a game would come out in the NES and there'd be a Game Boy version, or, or Super Nintendo and there'd still be a Game Boy version. So if you think about it, that's kind of what this is, the Wii version and the, three, the portable version of it, the 3DS in this case. Uh, that, that's really nothing new. Uh, Nintendo's done that, and they've done it the opposite way, too. Um, but that's, that's kind of how I look at that. Bringing it to a new home console is a different story. I mean, you, you, it's, it's different to take... I mean, Mario All-Stars is probably the biggest, easiest example of, of that, uh, at least early on, taking an NES game and putting it to the Super Nintendo with enhanced versions. And that worked. That worked really well, especially bundling together, which is something that Nintendo needs to learn. Bundle games together at a discount, and people will flock to it. You know, like, if you took, hey, look, now we're getting Mario, which we're probably going to talk about next. Uh, not, the, not the transition yet, but we're going to talk about, you know, that's coming this holiday. What about next year? Well, no new Mario game. Well, what about Mario 3D World and Mario, you know, New Super Mario Brothers U together? Uh, not a lot of people bought a Wii U. Let's bundle it together, 30 bucks, boom, summer. Summer, have some fun, go back to Mario. People would buy it, especially those that didn't play it. You know, or, or you know, there's Kirby's 30th anniversary this year. What They did the Kirby collection on the Wii for the 25th. What if they did that Kirby collection again and added in, like, Triple Deluxe or Planet Robobod or, or Return to Dreamland? or Epic Yarn, or even uh, Canvas Cur- or Rainbow Curse, you were both of them, uh, and put that on the Switch. Here, Kirby Collection, boom, 30th anniversary. They're old games, but people would buy this again, especially to get it all in one. So I don't really look at them putting Wii U games on the 3DS or Wii games on the 3DS in, in like Donkey Kong Country Returns uh, case as a bad thing. It just opens up these great games to more people. Um, so... I understand, like, not wanting to buy the game again because it, you feel it's too much the same. That makes sense, especially if it's not a game like you're head over heels for. Mario Kart, you're head over heels for it, you're going to get it. Hassan's the same way. Uh, and that totally makes sense. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you there. Uh, and I do think that Smash, like Mario Kart, is a great foundation, which is why I think if they do not add new courses to Mario Kart 8 uh, in terms of race courses, it's a missed opportunity because Mario Kart 8 came out what? Two years, three years now? Is it three years? Yeah, three years old now. Yeah, I think so. And and DLC one and two came out, you know, within a year, which were great. What have they been doing with it this whole time? And it's not even coming out at launch. If it's if if all they're doing is adding battle mode in those three three or four characters, which are already in the game because they're in the demo, and the battle mode is clearly working, why can't it make launch? They have to be hiding something else to make it over a month, almost two months after launch. There has to be more to it. And if there's not, why isn't that at launch? <laughs> Voice chat. Through an app. <laughs> Through an app, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, definitely uh, definitely very interesting. Um, I want to move on to the, the last game because I know this is getting quite long, this podcast. We have a lot to discuss, definitely. 
but the last game uh, that I want to talk about uh, for today is Super Mario Odyssey. So this is the brand new 3D Mario game. Uh, the first sandbox game since Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Sunshine uh, allows Mario to fully explore his world. So they showed him jumping through uh, a whole bunch of different worlds, um, including one that was like in the middle of a city, which is very interesting to see. Um, and he also has uh, his cap now has eyes and he can throw the cap and jump on it and stuff too. So uh, very interesting new little gameplay mechanics. and. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that game is. The game will come out during the holidays. So this holiday season. Uh, I am really excited about it. I think it looks great. Um, uh, and I mean, I can't wait for it. It just looks like so much fun. So it's just fresh and 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 uh, and new. Just like, uh, you know, Super Mario Galaxy was for Wii and everything. It just seems so fresh and, and interesting. So this, this seems uh, just as exciting. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, it looks it looks great. Um, I think there's some weird <laughs> aspects of it, uh, for sure. I think seeing uh, Mario walk around next to some realistic or they're still cartoony, um, but more uh, realistically proportioned uh, humans um, is kind of funky. Um, but uh, and we still don't know how he's getting around in these different worlds and everything. Um, but New Mario always is exciting, and so um, it's going to be great. Um, uh, there's only been one Mario game that I really didn't like ever, and and it's not that I didn't didn't like it. It's probably not a a strong, or it's probably too strong of a word. Um, it's just that it didn't really get me excited as, as other Mario's did, and and it was Super Mario Sunshine, and and a lot of people fell into that category. Um, that it just it was like kind of odd a little bit. And, and too odd for me to jump in, um, and especially when it came out. I, w I was a poor college student, so I didn't have much money to really spend on games that I knew that I wasn't going to be playing all the time. Um, so, yeah, the new Mario coming out is pretty much just me handing over my money um, to them. So I know it's going to be good. Looks exciting. Looks kind of funky, but that's, that's Mario. Um, I am uh, sorry. One thing I did want to mention too is uh, that Miyamoto was was um, saying in the Treehouse Live event that the <laughs> that specifically like there, Mario kind of goes in waves, and sometimes it's, there's more core games. Um, some that uh, core gamers would appeal to, appeal to more core gamers, and sometimes it appeals to more casual. And he said that um, games like Mario 64 and Sunshine were more core games, where um, like um, Galaxy was actually more casual, which I thought was weird coming from the developer because I thought Sunshine seemed a little more casual than Galaxy. But beside the point, but he said this game is going to be more to the core audience. Um, so that to me, that means hey, the develop the main developer from this, the the creator of Mario is saying this is going to be a core Mario experience. That's that's really exciting to me. Um, they're not going to be necessarily holding your hand through it. It's going to be it's going to be difficult at times. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be fun, and uh, they're going to try to stretch the boundaries of some platformers. So that's exciting. I 
do have to say, when as soon as like that trailer started, I was like, what the heck is this? And then like Mario just jumps out of nowhere, and I was like, what the heck? And I'm like, because that looks nothing like the game that we saw on the, like the Switch reveal. So that completely threw me like like threw me against the wall. Like, what the heck is this? But seeing like those environments just seems obviously kind of odd at first, but I don't know. I guess maybe this is like the next step. I mean, obviously he already went across the galaxy and goes on vacation and does all sorts of other things. So maybe it's time for him to go to back to Brooklyn. I don't know. <laughs> Catch a cab. Yeah. I don't know. Use those <laughs> coins that he's collecting all the time. <laughs> but on a serious note, I'm really excited for it. It looks like it'll play really fun. Um, Mario 64 is still been like my favorite 3D Mario game and I'm really excited to have a game that is kind of along those lines. As Steve said, Sunshine was probably the least favorite. It's not like it's a bad game, but just it's at the other end of the spectrum for me. Um, and that his, Miyamoto's quote did kind of confuse me as well because I felt like Galaxy 2 was very challenging. If you played through the end of the game you'll, and you played that very last level, that was a very tough challenge for even more of the core gamers. That was not some easy feat. I wasn't even able to beat the one at the end of Mario 3D World because that one was way too hard, <laughs> that perfect run level. So I feel like they've kind of been expanding to keep them in mind, the core gamer in mind at all times. So hopefully this one won't be super difficult, but... I imagine they'll still throw in like, oh, you died five times. Here's like your special power up. I don't know. But who knows? Right. Yeah, when, the, uh, when the trailer started, I looked at my wife and I said, this is Mario. I said instantly, like, I just like city landscape, like this is Mario. This is what they're doing. And I immediately got flashbacks to the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And my childhood came full circle. It was like, oh, yeah, there we go. Let's do this. And it was weird, um, but great at the same time. And I've always loved Mario 64. And unpopular opinion, I love Sunshine, too. And I got all the blue coins back at college. Um, don't know how I had the time to do it, but I had very – I got, like, one game, like, every other month. So I made it last. I struggled through. I didn't care. I was playing it, damn it. And uh, I like Sunshine. I like, you know, I like Galaxy. I like the new, I like all the Mario games. But I'm glad to see another big hub world. Because Mario 64, when that came out, it was just such an impressionable time in my youth that it has always had, like, a special spot in my heart. Just remember waking up early, you know, renting it from Blockbuster because we didn't have an N64 you know, and running downstairs just to play it because I only had it for the weekend and I had to wake up early just to have as much time as I can to explore the castle. And uh, it was just, it was just an, a magical thing about exploring it. Even though it wasn't a very big castle, there was a lot to see and a lot to do. And of course, this was the pre-internet day or when the internet was just in its infancy. So, you know, is Luigi and Mario 64 and like trying to figure it out with kids in school. Like, there's just... That was real. Oh, it was real, but there's such a, a mythology with that game. So to see them go back to it is just a godsend. And 
one interesting thing that I noticed, I don't know if you noticed, if you took a look at the city hub world, um, it's actually called New Donk City, as in Donkey Kong. And there is a Diddy's Market, which is located on Dixie Street. On this, yeah. And another <laughs> sign has Espresso. So, you know, I'm wondering, are we going to see a construction yard where supposedly the original Donkey Kong took place? And maybe will we run into Pauline? Because that kind of makes sense. But it's interesting to see, you know, them actually call in Donkey Kong in a mainline Mario because they don't do that. Most people think Bowser. They don't, they forget that Donkey Kong is actually the original Mario antagonist. And so this is kind of cool. A, a possible prequel <laughs> in the timeline of Mario. No, no, because Bowser is Pimp Bowser and he's getting married to Peach. Don't forget that. Mm, there's time so. travel involved. <gasps> it's like the movie. Oh my God. <laughs> We're going in Dino Hatton. <laughs> oh man, Bob Hoskins. Um, Could you imagine like a skin for Mario's Bob Hoskins? I mean, that'd be great. Make it <laughs> Uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, definitely, that's one of the twelve. I mean, no doubt, that will be my holiday game. That will be what I've been playing. That can't wait. Yeah, no, it definitely looks great. So I think, um, I mean, that's lining it up for a good, uh, good holiday right there. If it can kind of ride through, you know, until then. And the rumors of a possible another Pokemon, all that stuff, like, it's potentially some some good things that, that you know could really provide for, for a killer lineup a little uh, later on in the year. Um, I do want to uh, give a shout-out to Nintendo Current in the chat room as well. Um, he's really excited about Splatoon 2, going to play it local with friends. Um, he's also joking about uh, Metroid Prime Federation Force 2. I'm like, no, 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 don't give don't give ideas like that. Um, so uh, we'll see. Uh, Glass ball even better. <laughs> Um, so the last thing that I want to do to kind of wrap things up is we've talked about the features, the games, all that stuff. What have you pre-ordered or plan to pre-order and, and, and get as far as, you know, we talked about games, but like the system itself, any accessories, systems, all that stuff. I'll say for myself, I think my plan at the moment at least is to get two Switch systems. Um, like I said, one for myself, one for my wife. Um, but, uh, one of the gray ones and one of the, the neon ones. At one point in time, though, because of all the pre-orders, I ended up having nine Switch pre-orders at once. I'm down to four pre-orders, and I'm going to bring it down to two. But Because uh, it was like Walmart at pre-orders, and I don't trust Walmart, but like I was scared they'd be scarce, so pre-order there. Then like Best Buy at pre-orders, like, okay, that's better. And for some reason, I, I just thought to ship it to the house, and I didn't know you could do in-store pickup for midnight, so... But then GameStop did pre-orders, and, and I was like, okay, well, GameStop's also reliable, so let me get that there. And I didn't want to pre-order two systems in the same place because I was afraid they'd cancel it. And then Best Buy had in-store pickup pre-orders, so I did those, and then I went to my GameStop, and, like, I got pre-orders everywhere, basically. Um, <laughs> but uh, I canceled, like, a whole bunch of them. Um, although I accidentally pre-ordered two Switches in-store pickup at Best Buy for gray color rather than a gray and neon. And I meant to get a neon one for that, so I got to figure that out. But anyway, uh, first world problems, right? So <laughs> um, that's what I'm doing with the Switch. I'm going to try and get two systems. What about you guys? What do you have pre-ordered? Um, I have uh, two systems actually pre-ordered, one at Best Buy and one uh, through Amazon. Um, 
I'm 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 debating which one I'm gonna keep. Um, I'm only gonna keep one. Um, but I don't know if if it's gonna come down to my willingness to wait a few hours until the if I want to get it at midnight at Best Buy or if I want to get it from Amazon and just wait till they ship it to my door. Um, so because like originally I was going to use my Amazon cards, but I'm gonna end up using those for um, Zelda, which I pre-ordered. So that's I'm gonna wait till that comes probably or maybe I'm gonna do that. I don't know. So I, I basically got both at both. I got Zelda and and uh, a gray Nintendo Switch at both Amazon and Best Buy. So I'm just kind of debating like what I'm gonna do in the end and everything. So um, that's pretty much it. Um, everything else I figured I'll wait and see how it goes with accessories and stuff. I didn't anticipate them being sold out like crazy fast or anything. So I just kind of get what I get and um, I'll probably eventually get a pro controller, but um, I'll wait on some joy cons, especially since they're so expensive. I'll wait um, to see if I really need them or not. And uh, yeah, keep it pretty simple at the beginning. I'm, I guess I'm the starter on the Team Neon, so that was one that I was looking at. Um, and the only other thing I had pre-ordered was the that uh, special edition of Legend of Zelda. Um, I think that's going to have to do for now until I have a better, under, better see what the money situation is going to look like. So hope to have both uh, walk out at Best Buy with both of those. I do have a Legend of Zelda pre-ordered at GameStop, but I was probably going to be canceling that one as soon as I verify that the Best Buy one went through. Um, that was because I wanted to make sure I snagged one. I wasn't sure if Best Buy was going to do a pre-order, and then just happened to check it, and boom, it was there. So I was like, all right, boom, ordered. Save uh, 20% with the Gamers Club, so that was really nice. <laughs> yeah, like, like Hassan, I have uh, multiple switch pre-orders right now. I've got one at GameStop. I've got one on Amazon that happened at 3.30 in the morning and one at Best Buy that happened prior to that just because I wanted to go to bed uh, and I was told, oh, it's up on Amazon, so I grabbed that too. Uh, so now I've got three because I was like, well, I'll grab it just in case you guys didn't get, you know, so well, at least I might be able to pass one to you because uh, when we were talking last night, you guys didn't know if you were going to be able to get them. So I'm like, I'll just grab them and, and hold them. Uh, now I don't have to do that. So I'm going to have to cancel two of them. I'm not sure which one I'm going to cancel yet. I guess it depends on uh, how early do I want it or or if I just want to be patient and wait until uh, later in the day. But uh, everything else I have pre-ordered at Amazon right now just because Amazon is wonderful and doesn't take – well, it's almost everything, everything but one. Amazon doesn't take your money until it ships, which is a godsend. Uh, so you can at least secure things and you can always cancel. <clears throat> But uh, the games I currently have pre-ordered and I am looking forward to are Arms, uh, Binding of Isaac, Afterbirth Plus, which I never played the Binding of Isaac game, so glad it's finally getting a physical release. Uh, oh, I love that I, game. Yeah, I've heard good things, so now I get to get it. Uh, Disgaea 5 Complete, the limited edition. That one I actually have pre-ordered at nisamerica.com, which is exclusive through them uh, to get the limited edition. So I got that. Uh, Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, of course, the Master Edition, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Puyo Puyo Tetris, because I love both Puyo Puyo and Tetris, 
uh, Red Out, which looks like a nice F-Zero style game, and I didn't get to play Fast Racing Neo because America doesn't get the, the physical edition. Only Europe does. Uh, so this will hopefully tide me over to a new F-Zero, maybe, possibly. Uh, Splatoon 2, uh, Mario Odyssey, and Xenoblade 2 are the other ones, uh, which, of course, were definite. Uh, still waiting for Super Bomberman R to go up. Ultra Street Fighter 2, I'm also looking to get. And Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap. I don't know if that will go up to pre-order or if it will just magically appear, but uh, that's the other one I'm looking forward to right now, of the games announced. So, yeah. Oh, and I, I have screen protectors pre-ordered, and I'm waiting to get a uh, a pro controller, but that hasn't gone up yet. But I think I'm going to pass on everything else. <laughs> How much extra, extra is there? You, you pretty much got it all, right? <laughs> well, no, I don't have Skyrim or Skylanders or Just Dance or FIFA or NBA 2K8. I, uh, I, I have a rebuttal for you. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, yeah, so definitely um, lots to kind of digest from this switch event and, and lots of discussion from tonight. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be learning plenty more in the coming weeks as well. Um, thank you to everybody that joined us in, in the chat as well and, and, and offered your, your comments. Um, we will probably be back. Uh, so next month, and I'm, Assuming we'll have to kind of figure out a time, but since um, I get to go to the Switch event on February 11th, perhaps like soon after that, so that way we can have some like Switch impressions and that sort of thing. Um, so definitely stay tuned for that. Regardless, um, they encourage photos and videos, so I'll be recording stuff, posted on Nintendo Fuse, so um, you'll be able to check that out. Uh, and then the following month, we'll have the Switch, so like it's pretty pretty soon, definitely, uh, which is exciting. Um, but uh, thank you all again for, for joining, um, and uh, we will see you all next time. Bye, everyone. Let's see switch out. Yeah. Switch. <laughs> <laughs>